let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. So let's get All right, welcome down, to episode three of Podcats. I'm joined again, obviously, by Mr. Franz, and then two of our new co-hosts this year. This is our first episode. I'm joined by Ben Jorzak and Zion Russell. So thanks for joining us. Welcome, guys. Yeah, Glad welcome to, to here. It's yep. got to be pretty darn exciting. Yeah, for the first one. Ready so, to go. So let's have you both introduce yourself. So, Ben, we'll start with you. My name is Ben Jorzak, and I play football for our school. And I was a lineman for the last four years. And you're a senior? Yeah, I'm a senior. Senior. And anything else? Um, I'm an A&P as well. Okay. So mentoring and in accounting. And I'm in accounting. Taking accounting, which is the most exciting course one can take at mm-hmm. Normal West. So It's pretty fun a community, too. So, Ben, uh, just mentioned your football player and the football season, unfortunately, just ended. But you yeah. want to maybe talk a little bit about the season and how we did? Feel like, I feel like our season was great because we had a lot of young guys who had never stepped foot on a varsity football field before playing starting positions mm-hmm. and we finished the regular season seven and two and then went on to beat a pretty big and good Simeon team mm-hmm. first round of the playoffs so we had a lot of growth and we had a lot of ups and downs but at the end of the year I feel like it was a great season mm-hmm. can I brag on you a little bit here so Ben for those of you that maybe don't know middle of the season against Urbana oh yeah towards ACL and Obviously, for most football players, when you tear an ACL, that's the end of your season. I mean, it's been career-ending and for, maybe some, part of for some players. Yeah. Ben, with the tree trunk legs that he has, <laughs> was able to continue playing or did just out of his own will. Um, I don't know if you'd be willing to admit whether or not it hurt, but did it did it hurt throughout the season after you did it? Or I mean, yeah, it was pretty sore. Was it? Yeah. Almost every day? Did oh, you? yeah. yeah. Every day. Yeah, but it's kind of one of those things. Senior year, gonna fight through it. Just had to look past it because yep. I knew that if I like let it like get to me a lot, then mm-hmm. I wouldn't be playing my senior year. So. Yeah, that's well, pretty. And to pretty be impressive. fair, pretty to be impressive. fair, um, that doesn't happen very often, and and the doctors were consulted on that, right? That yeah. they that they kind of gave the go ahead of like mm-hmm. this is kind of a rare situation in yeah. which. You can tear your ACL and still play. So I don't want our listeners out there not to have the full context and just be like, "What your coach made you play?" That's not how it uh, played out. So yeah. Well, congrats on a great season, Thank great you. career. You're gonna mm-hmm. be missed here next year, but um, I'm sure a lot of the young guys learned a lot from you. So yeah, I hope they did. So yep. you're not coming back for a fifth year? Not, <laughs> not exercising your fifth year option? <laughs> Bummer. All right, Zion. Let's introduce you. So, I, oh, real quick, I, I uh, recruited Zion. I had him in class, and right away, I don't know, something clicked. I was like, man, this might be good. This guy would be good on our podcast. Yeah. So, Zion came here from Normal Community, right? Right. For this year. So, you yeah. want to maybe talk about what you're involved in? And uh, yeah, so I was at Normal Community um, for my freshman through my junior year. You know, I am a basketball player. I was playing basketball there. I played varsity basketball my junior year at Normal Community. We were regional champions. We had a good season and mm-hmm. everything. And um, I also competed in track, so I do long jump and triple jump. Those mm-hmm. are my events. And so I was doing that. Um, yeah, I won the conference, so I had a good year, you know, but I just felt like I 
you know, needed to change. Um, I kind of wanted to focus on my grades more, kind of mm -hmm. wanted to, you know, step up a little bit academically so I could get myself to college. Mm -hmm. And so I figured like um, being normal West wouldn't be a bad decision. You know, I'd be a little bit more by myself, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of leaving my friends and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. it would be better for me. I'd be able to stay more focused. And so I felt like West was the right decision. Mm -hmm. So I decided to come here. Um, we do live in the West District. So mm -hmm. it was like I was probably supposed to be going here anyway, but we decided to come here over the the last year. I decided with my family. And so, yeah, we made the decision and I'm coming here now and I'm doing track. I've decided to not play basketball this year, but uh, it's just it's I'm more focused on track. You know, that's what I do. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of ready to um, become the athlete that I've always wanted to become and eventually the college athlete that I've wanted to become. Awesome. So, yeah. So how's your transition been to West? It's been good, honestly, like yeah, like. You'd think that there'd be less people, but it's normal. Like, we're all in the same town. So, like, I still know people. Like, right. It's still cool. Like, I, you know, yeah. I have friends here and stuff like that. So, it's fine. Yeah. And it just, it's a little quieter. There's a little less people here. So, it's yeah. nice for me. I can do my work, you know, at lunchtime and stuff like that if I need to. It's, it's mm -hmm. kind of nice. It's it's refreshing. Cool. Well, we're glad to have you here. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And if you hadn't come here, wouldn't be a part of this. So, we're Correct. excited to have you. Sure. So, I think for you, it's a win. Yeah. No matter what else happens, the yeah. fact that you get to be here mm -hmm. today. Yeah. Um, so with that, uh, part of our topic today, it's uh, not as light of a topic as we've done in the past, but that's okay. Sometimes these more serious topics are also important, which this one is. Um, and you two mentioned you wanted to maybe talk about school safety. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that's something we've really touched on too much no. yet. No, we've had our school resource officer in to talk about what he does and his job. And I think he... Talked a little bit about safety in general, but right. no, we have not addressed this and so topic. I think there were a series of fights that occurred, and maybe that prompted you to come up with this topic. So what made you want to talk about school safety? So recently, like coming here, I mean, like I've seen things, you know, I've seen fights and stuff. Like recently we just had a string of fights. It was like a week where we had four or five fights, and it was just mm -hmm. like a. it kind of seemed like there needed to be something talked about, like maybe something's going wrong where we're just having issues where people feel like they can't talk to somebody and resolve issues like the civil way. And so like we're just resorting to having a lot of fights. Yeah. So like maybe school safety is just something that people need to know that it's it's okay to talk about. It's okay to try to fix. You know, if you need to talk to somebody, we have people that you can't talk to. So we felt like yeah. it'd be probably important to talk about. Probably a good Absolutely. thing. To, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and when you have a lot of freshmen coming in from like from middle school, obviously, um, they tend to get a little, like, I guess, excited with their friends, and there's a lot of pushing and shoving, and that escalates. Mm -hmm. And I remember my freshman year, I saw people do that, and it would turn into, like, legitimate, like, fights, and I feel like that's one of the main problems of why there's fights at school. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like this, it would be a good topic for, like, to address the freshmen and yeah. give them some awareness on, like, I mean, we really shouldn't be doing that. And yeah. stuff escalates when you're in high school. It's not as funny as it is in middle school, mm -hmm. stuff like that. So when I was in high school, I mean, I don't remember there being a ton of fights. I mean, obviously there were a couple that stick out in my mind, but I don't think it was as common as it is. And I don't know if it's, you know, I went to a little bit smaller school. Who, who knows what the reasons are behind it, but it does seem like the last few years, um, except for last year, I guess last year wasn't bad. Maybe two years ago was when it was like constant. Yeah. What what do it, you? It goes through some cycles. As someone in high school, what do you think it is that that causes? Do you think it's social media? 
Do you think oh, it's yeah, definitely. people don't know how to resolve their problems? People don't know who to talk to. What do you think the issue is behind maybe an increase in? Well, I think that the main thing is that social media is so rampant. Like back maybe when you were in high school, there was social media, but it just wasn't to that like level mm -hmm. if there was. And um, now it's just rampant. Like mm -hmm. we have all types of social medias. People can say whatever they want on social medias. People, I mean, even though you have the ability to, like oftentimes you'll see that people don't block, people don't report and people don't like, they just try to thug it out or whatever, however you want to say it. And so there's a lot of times where those fights just, or not even those things just brew up and just become arguments and whatever. And then you, you realize you see the people at school every day and you just confront them there. And then it becomes a physical altercation. And then it just becomes a larger thing where you have multiple people fighting over the same thing. That's why you have multiple fights in one day, you know, a fight that causes a different fight. And it's just like stuff like that that just keeps on happening. And I think it's also not just about some of the posts that are made and he said this and she said this or whatever it may be, but it's also that uh, violence is sensationalized on social media. Mm -hmm. So you'll often see clips of, you know, kids getting in fights or whatever, and someone's there videotaping or mm -hmm. several people are there videotaping and not even wanting to stop it, wanting it to happen yeah. so they can post and get all these hits and stuff like that. So Views. it's it becomes kind of a culture, yeah. unfortunately, of social media just feeding into that and... Um, so it's almost like a perfect storm that's not a perfect storm, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. I do know that our school has tried to address it. I know that we we have a Project Oz coordinator, and one of the things that they are kind of in charge of is trying to have conflict resolution that doesn't result in fights, that mm -hmm. it's uh, mediation and peer mediation. And uh, for, I'm, I don't know why I'm forgetting the term because I'm terrible at at terms, but restorative justice, yes. um, that we try to handle issues, not with violence, but with, uh, you know, talking it out and trying to figure out the, how each other, uh, each other's roles in trying to have a, a peaceful resolution mm -hmm. to conflict. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Like with the social media, like the big thing, too, is like all the arguments are brewing on social media with maybe posts, maybe texts, maybe whatever. But then like the videos coming out of it are also getting posted to social media, making it a bigger thing, making mm -hmm. it a grudge, making it something that might be a retaliation thing. Yep. So now we have people that are, you know, it's starting out as a little thing, becomes a fight, then it becomes even a bigger thing because the fight, maybe somebody won or something like that. Or somebody got their hair pulled or whatever, and then it becomes even bigger. It's like it just makes us all so rowdy. I mean, even people that aren't even involved, like just seeing the fights, it's people, you know, and it's just like seeing it is just kind of it's crazy. And, right. you know, we just need to have somewhere we can go, maybe talk about it, maybe think, OK, I don't feel safe around this person. Like they just they want to fight me or something. Mm -hmm. You need to have like you need to be feeling safe, like you have somewhere you can go, somewhere you can talk about it, something or somebody that you can say something to. Yeah. And so what would you guys do? Like, let's say somebody was. I don't know, saying stuff about you on social media, maybe it wasn't true. How would you go about that? As much as it might, you know, in the back of your head, think, oh, man, if I could just resolve this, like, with a fight, like, what would you maybe do instead? Or what would you recommend to somebody to do instead of that? I, I honestly think it's just better, like, for me at least, to just ignore it. Like, if someone's obviously trying to get under my skin, and I know that they're very, very, uh, like, they tend to lash out about things. I tend to just ignore it 
and just let it die out because that's usually yeah. what happens because right. nothing is really ever going to be that serious to where someone's going to hold that grudge for, you know, days and days. I feel like that grudge lasts about like 12 hours or while you're at school and you can come back to school the next day and just be fine. Exactly. Yeah, I like to think of things as like if it's not going to matter three months from now, like it's not going to matter like at all. So the way I yeah. look at it is like if you have somebody posting something about you on social media or they're angry, maybe about you, but they're not talking towards you, but they're posting about you or something like the best thing that you can do is honestly, like Ben said, is to ignore it because what they really want out of you is a reaction. And like a lot of times, mm -hmm. like what we're seeing is that people are giving the reaction that they want, that they're looking for. And that's starting up the fights. That's starting up like the, the post back and the arguments and stuff like that. So maybe if you just ignore or try to ignore, or try to, you know, it's it's going to be obviously hard if somebody's talking about you, but you need to try to stay out of the way because they're looking for the reaction from you so that they can expose you or whatever on the internet yeah. with a fight or whatever. That's, so. that's great advice. Yep, I, I agree. Totally and agree I, I know this might si sound oversimplified, but be the better person. And and it it's easy to say this as a 53-year-old, but things that seem important when you're in high school in the moment especially are not yeah and how many of these people again are you really going to see honestly the rest of your life like is that conflict with this random person that i'll never see again probably after i graduate high school is it really worth it is it really worth my time um and again you never know what that if you do get in a fight i mean depending on how serious it is i mean there have been charges pressed in the yeah. past do you really want that on the record for your then that impacts you down the line you know, when you're trying to get a job and whatnot. So I appreciate that advice. Now, Mr. Fran, something maybe you wanted to touch on. This is going a little bit deeper with the school safety. and this. Yeah, is yeah, that's, I'm glad you brought that up. So we, we've been kind of focusing on fights, uh, but in our five essential surveys, which comes out every year, and students are surveyed, parents are surveyed, staff members are surveyed. Uh, one of the areas for improvement in our school was school safety, whether uh, students in particular felt safe at school. And I actually asked my classes this at the very beginning of the semester and just curious as to whether you feel safe at school and is there are there other parts of that? It's you know, fighting could be part of it, but it also could be, you know, all the instances that we've had of school violence, uh, school shootings and stuff like that. Is that, a concern for students at West? So for me, um, the school shootings, not as of late, but they they have been pretty rampant compared to, I mean, well, social media, you know, it, 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 uh, it like amplifies everything. Yeah. Like it makes it seem bigger than it might be, but um, there's been a lot of school shootings, a lot of gun violence talks and stuff like that. And like, you can all, you have access to everything now with YouTube, with, the internet with Google and period, like you can just see everything. Yeah. So like it, it might be something that's in the back of your head. Like, I don't know if there has been a school shooting at Normal West. I know there was one at Community. Right. I want to say if, like, well, it was close. I mean, someone yeah, brought a gun someone and hold a gun yeah. up. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Yep. and uh, I believe it was stopped in like the health room or something. And yep. It's just like, you have to, it's always something you have to worry about nowadays as a kid in high school, because mm -hmm. just the way that things are, which yeah. is kind of sad to say, but yeah. it is something you have to worry about. But at the same time, um, at Normal West, I feel like they do a pretty good job of making sure that everybody is, you know, trying to, you know, not really worried about it so that they can stay focused on their schoolwork, on their academics. And because it's when, for me, at least, I know at Normal Community, um, I wasn't really worried about it. 
um, here, I, I feel pretty safe. I mean, I haven't really had to worry about any violence. I mean, there was an instance at a football game, I think, where there was a weapon or something. But other than that, like, I really haven't had to worry about or it. Or I think supposedly a yeah. weapon, but yeah. I'm not sure if that was yeah. Yeah. actually true or not. Yeah. Uh, the first game against Bloomington, there was some fights and someone said someone had a weapon. Yeah, but I don't. I believe that was mm-hmm. incorrect. Yeah, you were playing football. Still, though, dang, I didn't even know about Cooper that. Cooper was there. So. Yeah. He's running around with everyone, trying to figure out what's going on. Anyway. Yeah, I was just curious about that from a, your standpoint. You know, again, it is. You see it all the time, unfortunately. That, and, again, it seems like it's died down a little bit in the last few years, luckily. But it seemed like for a while there was like every day you'd pull up the news and it was like another one. Something different. Yeah. Um, so I was just wondering from a student standpoint. I mean, honestly, that wasn't something I thought about much when I was in high school. No, definitely not. Um and so, yeah, since since the last 20 years, the amount that have happened, I was just wondering from your standpoint, you know, if that's in the back of your head whenever you're at school. I Overall, I feel pretty safe in this school. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, um, you know, obviously there's no, it's not a fortress. I don't know if there's any schools that are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in general, I feel like we have a really good staff. We have great students. Um, I, I feel... I feel comfortable here. Yeah. Well, I'm currently for my English class writing like a research paper on gun violence and gun control like throughout the United States. And it's brought up some like there's been some like reasons that I've seen as to why like someone would go shoot up a school. And I think that our community that we live in is a relatively safe community. Mm hmm. And when I'm, like, walking out in public, like, by, like, Target or, like, that kind of mall area, I don't really feel, like, 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 scared for my life, like you're really. you're in imminent danger. Yeah. Like, I just, I mean, like, I just feel okay. Mm-hmm. Like, and a lot so, of times, too, like, it starts at home is what, like, I start to realize. Like, it starts at home. And, like, if we have, like, a lot of good, like, like, a good area where, like, people don't have a lot of trouble at home, where, like, we don't really have to worry about people coming to school and having a problem at home and then having to, you know... Lash out yeah, at school. Lash out yeah, and, like, feel like they need to do yeah. a, like, create a violent act or anything. Although yeah. you just never know. Yeah. I mean, there's Just been, takes one. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't... Uh, a lot of times that gun violence um, doesn't... And I shouldn't say just gun violence, but just violence in general... Um, doesn't just happen from one category of people. It doesn't happen just from poor people or whatever. I mean, it's it's all across the board. Mm-hmm. And so mental health is a, a lot of times the issue. And I don't know, that's probably something, Ben, that the research shows. And that's a really hard thing to get a grip on. And mental health in our society has not gotten better. It has gotten worse. So... Well, let's uh, continue this conversation with Officer Cowley, and then we'll finish up with our game. All right. Thanks. Vikings are moving again. We now welcome on a very special guest. It is Officer Cowley, uh, and we thought he would be a good person to bring on for this week's topic, which is school safety. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. And you're a recurring guest. You were on last year as well. I was. So we appreciate you taking the time. I know you got crazy jobs sometimes uh, with everything awesome. going on in the school. So again, thanks for joining us. Uh, so I guess just in general, um, if you maybe just want to talk a little bit about 
what you do as a school resource officer here um, and how you keep our school safe. Yeah. So, um, you know, main reason why I'm in the school is for, you know, obviously school safety. If uh, somebody, unfortunately, tries to come on school campus and potentially try to do something harmful, I'm here to address it. I'm also here to help, um, like we were talking about earlier, with school fights. Uh, cool thing about my position is I have a lot of discretion on how I approach things. Um, so, for instance, for the fights, I can be involved, but I can also step back and let it be a school discipline and school restorative practices instead of, you know, trying to hammer somebody with a fine or arrest them or anything like that. So I have a lot of discretion I can use, which is really nice. Okay, cool. So, uh, you know, again, part of what, what made us want to have this topic was the increase in fights, mm -hmm. I guess, especially recently. I guess one of my questions for you is what advice would you have to teachers and to other students that maybe are around a fight that would happen in school. Unfortunately, again, they mm -hmm. do happen. They're hard to prevent sometimes. Obviously, we yeah. can take as many measures as we want. But when someone is around that, what would be your advice to those <clears throat> involved? Uh, I would say, um, <clears throat> sorry, uh, find a way to like keep yourself safe, uh, especially large fights. I mean, they're always evolving. They're always moving around especially when a lot of people get involved. So if you're in that area, I would say get out of that area just because number one priority is making sure that you're safe. Uh, teachers, I know you guys kind of go through a different training than I do, obviously, for separating and breaking up fights. Um, I mean, I would say just follow your training on that. I know a lot of it is if it puts you guys in an unsafe position, it's kind of like up, up to you guys if you want to do that or not. Um, so I would say follow your training, obviously, for students – Find a way to get out of that situation. Report it to an adult. Um, don't videotape it because that seems to be the very popular thing to do um, because it may pop up later and then it causes another fight. So it's just never, never ending. Yeah, so I was just going to ask you about, um, do you have, we have obviously had a lot of increase in violence recently. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask you about um, if you see any, the charges being brought like do people tend to bring charges like their parents or is it ever a big thing that you have to worry about with that yeah so that's always um a thing that i got to keep in the back of my mind right like somebody's a victim of uh, a battery or whatever it may be they have rights as a victim to want to pursue charges but the cool thing about my position and the cool thing about mclean county because we're one of the few counties that does uh, that does this kind of similar to how the school has reset where you kind of go in there and it's a reflective thing. We have juvenile court services. So instead of going through a formal charge where <clears throat> you go through a court process, you have a juvenile record, things like that, we as officers can refer it to juvenile court services. They can reach out to the students and their families that are considered the, I guess, the suspect in this and go through a restorative practice and restorative measures as opposed to hammering them with a charge and getting them a juvenile record. So it's like a step before having to go through the juvenile court process. So it's a cool thing that we have that not a lot of counties have. So it gives us another tool in our belt to have some sort of an enforcement action, but not be the traditional, hey, you got arrested, or hey, we're giving you a, a hefty fine, or things like that. So do you see any like parents try to bring upon criminal charges ever? Or is it more like you offer that for them and like say like this could happen, but I'd rather yeah. do this? 
So the way that I approach it, and you know, I'm only going on my third year, so I'm like always constantly trying to find newer ways to do things or better ways to do things. So practice that I've been doing is um, I leave it strictly up to the school. Like I view it as if I wasn't here in the building, how would the school handle it? Would they call the police or would they not? Would they not call the police? Um, so I try to just leave it to the school. If parents parents know I'm in the school, there's a giant sign on the front door that says there's an officer in the school. If they approach me wanting to pursue charges, things like that, then I can go through that juvenile court process with them. Um, but a lot of it I just leave to the school because I know the school also has their restorative practices and their different measures that they can use apart from me. All right. So, officer, how many years have you been here? Uh, going on my third year. So this is your third year? Yeah. So has the school done, like, anything over the last three years that have, like, tried to, like, make students, like, I guess not fight as much? And have you seen those, like, practices, like, actually doing anything for our school? Yeah, I mean, again, they go through those restorative measures. Now, what that is, it could be different for each kid because every kid's deeds are, are different from the other person. Um, <clears throat> the one thing that I've seen that I think – causes there to be more fights is on you know cell phones and social media because you know like when I went to school I had cell phone but it wasn't like as advanced as you guys have your cell phones so if I there was issues you can almost home could almost be an escape where you go home you don't really have to deal with it there because the technology wasn't as advanced as it is now now kids it's constant right like you're having issues at school you can go home and it follows you at home and it's only a matter of time before somebody has a breaking point Right. So I think um, kids having better phone and social media uh, safety or responsibilities or whatever you want to call it, I think that would change a lot of the fights that I see are happening because a lot of the stuff, once you kind of get to the root of it, it's all social media or on the f or over Snapchat. It's a big one. Um, and it's not anything that's not even worth fighting, honestly, in my opinion. Um, so I think that would cause there to be a up for the lesson so do you have any advice for any kids that might feel like they're in a situation on social media especially where they don't have a choice or like a kid where they feel threatened in person or like do you have any advice for them or like what can they do maybe to change some problems I, that they're having i would say find an adult whether it be teacher parent me administrator um some of these things that when we talk to kids and we try to figure out like hey what's been going on some stuff has been going on for a while you know, I, I tell I tell people there's what sixteen and seventeen hundred kids in the school. I I can only know so much, um, but people have to let me know in order for me to help. And the same thing with the school. Uh, so my advice would be if they're in a situation where they feel it could potentially turn violent, come find an adult that will allow us to try to intervene and um, break it up and and not let it get to the point where it's like okay now I don't have any other choice except to do this. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of it is proactive stuff. Well, we can't be proactive if we don't know about it. Mm -hmm. so. Uh, so another topic that we touched on um, is even a little more serious is threat of obviously something more serious happening within our building. Mm -hmm. um, and we have, you know, those code red procedures that we go through and whatnot. I guess on your end, how much training do you typically go through for that type of stuff? Is that something you have to do every year to go through? And Yeah. So um, <clears throat> to be in the school, there's a lot of uh, state-required training that we have to keep up-to-date on. 
Um, so during throughout the school year, because we've seen a, an uptick on our training requirements due to the Safety Act, which is a, is a great thing because um, prior to this, training was like if they had the availability and if they had the money. But it was kind of up to the department. Now that the state's laid, like, no, you need this, um, they've kind of opened up more funding for training and things like that. So officers are getting more training, which is, is always a good thing. Um, the training that I go through specifically is a lot of school safety stuff, how to work with admin and students and administrators. Um, I'm through M208, which is kind of like our region for state training. I'm an active shooter instructor, so I teach other officers. Try to get guys out to the schools as much as possible um, because if I wasn't here one day, I want uh, at least know that, hey, the officers that are showing up at least know what the school looks like on the inside, so it's not a surprise, things like that. Um, but yeah, working with the school on the lockdown drills, things like that, because when you get in a, a stressful situation, you're always going to revert back to your lowest level of training. So being able to keep up on the lockdown procedures, I know it's a big pain where we're at, especially when we want to evacuate the entire school. But I think it's, it's great because it helps reinforce those habits that if something, God forbid, was ever to happen, um, you can always revert back to those habits and not have to worry about am I doing the right thing or not. So, Do you feel um, more pressure than if you were, you know, like a typical officer on duty? That, do you feel more pressure than Yeah, than your because I'm in, I'm in a more concentrated area of people, right. right? On patrol, you may take a call where you're dealing with like maybe two or three people, and then you can go sometimes maybe like an hour or two without going anywhere. It just kind of depends. Here, it's like I'm consistently in a large group of people, which is good and bad, right? Like, it, they're kids, but it's a high school. A lot of people are coming in and out of the buildings. There's a lot of visitors, observers, um, student teachers. So there's always a lot of different types of people. Um, and, yeah, there is a lot of pressure because, you know, again, if something was to happen, it's me by myself. So a lot of the trainings that I go to, we every year we do active shooter training. Um I always do those scenarios by myself because in the real world, I'd be by myself at least for a couple of minutes. So, but a lot can happen in a couple of minutes. So, so, um, recently we've had like over, I don't know how long, but these last few years, we've had a big uptick in the, we do the five essential survey every year. So we have the five essential survey that ask every kid and every parent how safe they feel in the school. Like recently we've had a big uptick in kids feeling unsafe. Do you think that could be due to social media? Do you think it could be due to all that stuff? Yeah, I think social media plays a big part. What's an easy thing to sell on social media? Fear. Like you can always find a way to keep somebody fearful. Um, like I know we had instances back in, an incident back in 2012 at Normal Community. Um, but again, we learn from those instances and we try to make sure we stay more proactive and better. Um, and it's hard because, right, like you can throw stats behind it, but it's all about how somebody perceives something. So if they perceive their environment to be unsafe, it's going to be kind of hard to change. It's going to be hard to change that feeling. Um, but I can just, you know, just reassure people that the laws with school safety is more in our favor than it is against us. So it allows us to do things um, if we think that there might be a school threat. There's a lot of things we can bypass that we normally wouldn't be able to bypass, all in the name of school safety, which is great because the more hurdles we have to jump through or jump over, it makes it harder for us to keep the building safe. But at least they, they recognize that and 
there's a lot more leeway with that for us. So, so <clears throat> going back to those fights that we were talking about earlier, um, would you say that like w one of the causes of it also could be like an immaturity level throughout like the younger grades and yeah. like that kind of factor of like they're coming to a new school and you know they're going to meet new kids and obviously they're not going to like know how to sort out their differences. So would you say that's like immature or like social media or what would you say? Well, I'd, I'd say it's a combination of things like social media doesn't help because it kind of helps keeping at a, adding fuel to the fire. Um, but yeah, I mean, maturity level comes into play all the time. I, I even deal with adults that struggle with maturity levels. You know, it, it maturity level is a very large spectrum because it doesn't really matter how old you are. Your maturity level can be, you can, I've, I've met kids that are super mature for their age and I've met adults that are, <laughs> it seems like they're back in school. Right. But that's the thing about being in high school and the junior high level, because once you get to that junior high level, you start learning, like they kind of start taking, like backing up, backing off you and kind of letting you do your own thing and kind of trying to teach you those um, different social skills on how to navigate a larger school by yourself. Some kids get it right away and some kids don't, right? Like every kid's different, every kid learns differently um, and everybody responds to their environment in a different manner. So when you get to high school, some kids are well-prepared, some kids aren't. Um, but being able to recognize those and try to help those kids, um, it's, it's, it, I think it'd be beneficial. But again, when you go to a large school, you only, you only know so much, right? So sometimes, unfortunately, when fights happen, we're able to learn things about certain kids. And then we're like, okay, well, we can put this, this, and this in place to try to help them navigate the high school better, right? So like you'd assume by the time somebody gets to be a senior, they know how to navigate the high school. They know how to, you know, behave appropriately and fall within that social norm and things like that. But, you know, freshman, sophomore, sometimes even junior, it's all a learning process. So, so uh, I was also going to bring up um, uh, mental health has been a big thing. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think about mental health and like maybe seeing warning signs in people that might be, you know, like causing a threat to themselves and other people around them. Yeah. So the great thing about being in the school and about the great thing that you guys have in the school, uh, the size that they've put in the school, as opposed to what I had was a lot of the social workers, counselors, um, like project guys, like Mr. Harris, huge benefit to the school. Um, uh, you got the interventionist, you got the family coordinator. So there's a lot of support systems in the schools now that there wasn't always that. Um, so when it comes to mental health, um, there's things that I've been trained on, but it's a very basic level, right? But there's those people that have gone through way more training than I have. So the cool thing is if I come across something, I'm like, okay, yeah, this isn't criminal per se, um, but a lot of it's mental health. I can refer them to those guys and get them in touch with those guys because they may not know about those students that have those issues. Um, whereas, it, you know, it's a, it's, it has to be a good relationship, right? Like they can inform me of like, hey, this is what's been going on, so I at least know. So in case it comes across my desk, I know how to approach it appropriately. And the same thing for them, where I may come across something um, on patrol that might have, like, it might not, not, you know, come across their desk in the school. I can at least inform them, and then we can have that support system at the school, as well as try to get them in contact with supports outside school. Right. All right. All right, well, that's great advice. We appreciate you coming on. We know you got a busy schedule. I can hear that radio going off and stuff if you're <laughs> listening. So I don't want to keep you too long. I guess we'll leave with this on a lighter note. Do you have 
uh, since your time here, and obviously don't use any names or anything, but do you have like a favorite funny story from being a, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, I realize, yeah, but. People, people like to put me on the spot. Like a funny story in the school yeah, or yeah. just. Oh, I guess it could be as an officer in general. I don't know. I, I try to tell people the the downside of police work is a lot of things just tend to blend together because you never really know what your day is going to be. It could be like, for instance, in the school, it could be I'm just out in the hallway hanging out with kids, talking to them, having a good time. Or it could be like, hey, would this happen? You get done with it. And then someone's like, hey, I know you're doing with this, but this happened. And then some days it just feels like it's never ending. Yeah. Um. So. I don't really have any funny stories. Um, not that I could think of. I was gonna say, I, I feel like you probably deal with some interesting characters. Yeah, 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 so, it's, yeah. That's the best way to describe a character. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but I enjoy being in the school. Um, that's that was my goal when yep. becoming a police officer, and that's one of the reasons why I chose normal PD. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad I was able to do it sooner in my career than later. Yeah. Uh, just because I don't, there's no um, term limit, so I can be in the school system forever, forever long I want to be. Which is nice, or unless the school tells me to get out. Right. Uh, so whatever comes first, I guess. But I don't have any intentions of going anywhere. So that's awesome. Well, we appreciate everything you do. Thank you. Uh, I can speak for myself and um, everyone in here that we do feel safer. Appreciate in the it. building. So uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Yep. All right. Welcome back. So after a, a heavier topic, um, we wanted to end on a lighter note here. So we came up with a, a generational trivia game, and we have on special guest, Mr. Colin Matthews. So thank you for joining us. Happy to be here. So again, because of this, Mr. Matthews and I are the same generation. We're one class year apart. And then we've got Zion and Ben, who are obviously uh, Gen Zers, seniors. And so... Uh, we thought we'd have a little battle. So we are going to ask questions from our generation. We have four. The d different topics are sports, pop culture, tech, and then we have one saying from our generation. And so it's your your goal to try to get that. All right, so let's start with sports. So Zion and Ben, you go first. Try to stump us. All right, so we were born in 2006, okay. uh, both of us. So our question was going to be, who was the MVP in 2006 of the NBA, who was the NBA MVP? It's a tough one. I, I know it. Do I think you you'll know it's it, though, Kobe. yeah. Kobe Bryant. No. Mm -mm. No? No. You have a guess, too? Oh, can I have a backup guess? Yeah. Steve Nash. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. But does that count, though? Because he missed the first one. No, no. No, nope, it doesn't get it. count. All right, cool. Do you think it was Kobe, too? Yep. He must have been on seven. Well, okay. Right. So then that's my first sports question. So this is also from 2000 ish uh how many mvps does kobe bryant have Tw played 20 years in the league how many mvps does kobe bryant have we're thinking kind of finals mvps hmm? we're counting finals. nope nope, nope. Just, regular just season MVPs. mvps so michael jordan has five mm -hmm. lebron has four kareem's got five kareem's got five how many does kobe bryant have do we give him a countdown? Um, I want to say, because it, it's not that many, right? I don't know. No, no, it, it is. I, I want to say six, okay. four. Final answer? He has one. He has one. 
MVP. <sighs> yeah. He's, he's, so actually, that year you were just talking about 2006, it yeah. was controversial because he was awesome. He averaged like 34 games. Yeah. Right there and yeah. Just, it was it was him or Nash. Games. I was thinking Dwight Howard probably was in that mm-hmm. mix then too. Yep. Yep. Okay. So neither of us got it right. All right. So next one is pop culture. So you're up. All right. We're going back to 2006. My question was, what artist has the most best-selling album since 2006, and how many? Oof. Mr. Matthews, you might be more qualified for this. Well, I don't know. Might okay. um, surprise you. So this is since 2006? Yes. Okay. I mean, we got Taylor Swift in there. I'm thinking her, Drake. We have Drake. In there. We have... Hmm. Those would be my top two. Mm-hmm. Who you want to go with? Albums, you said, or songs? Uh, albums. Taylor Swift's had quite a few, but I agree. That's probably. I don't think uh, I don't think they'd pick Taylor Swift. It will seem like Swifties to me. Not to not to I don't know. stereotype, but I don't think you two would be Swifties. Yeah, I'll go Drake. Let's go Drake. Drake Final answer. is incorrect. The correct answer was Taylor Swift with seven. No! Oh, no. That was so hard for me to keep a poker face. Oh, I was going to laugh. We that's, had it. that's a toughie. <laughs> Tough one to take. I was looking at you guys. You're like, you don't seem like Swifties. So I was like, oh, man. I was going to look at nah. him. He was going to know. Nah. Oh, that was good. Okay. Uh, so our song choice is, requires some multimedia here. Um, I'm going to play a little bit of a song for you. And this is from right around the turn of the century, so late 90s, early 2000s. This is when boy bands were kind of like at the peak of their popularity, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to play a song for you by a boy band. You name the boy band. No, the Backstreet Boys, come on. All right. What a jam. What a jam. Uh-huh. Timeless classic. All right. What's your final answer? Backstreet Boys. Sure it's not NSYNC? I don't know what NSYNC is, okay. to be honest. All right. So final answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with that. Ding, ding. That's correct. Uh, All right. I said nice. One Direction. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you did say One Direction. <laughs> All right. You're up. So we've got a saying now. So I guess you could... The way I'm going to do it is I'm going to say the saying and then... You have to basically tell me what it means. All right. You want me to start? Sure. All right. So, uh, like, if you're texting someone and they send I-Y-K-Y-K, what does that mean? I-Y-K-Y-K. What does that mean? That's good. That's really good. If you know, you know. Yep. Ding, ding. I tried to get one that's, like, not too hard, but not too easy either. So Did you know easy. that one, Coach? I got I had that one. Yep. You know that one. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. So, back in the early '90s, a, a saying was "Eat my shorts." <laughs> do, you, do you know what "Eat my shorts" means? Um, it. I mean, it sounds like kind of like buzz off. I don't know. Yeah, it's just like eat my shorts. Eat my shorts. <laughs> yeah. Right. Maybe like. Eat my shorts. Like, well, can I get a context? Like, <laughs> eat my shorts. 
Like, like tell somebody eat their like, shorts, but uh, eat my shorts. Somebody would say something, you'd just be like, eat my shorts. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, it sounds like I think I know. I think I know. I think I know. There's a lot more uh, offensive ways you could probably say eat my shorts, right? Oh, sure, that, sure. That would not <laughs> okay. be, that would right, have to yeah. be edited out on this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, basically, if someone like insulted you, then you might respond with eat my shorts. Yeah, your buzz off one was right. It's a buzz yeah. off. Yeah. So yeah. exactly. Okay, good. All right. Uh, last one. We have tech. Tech. All right. Right. So we have tech. So I was going to go with social media. Um, in the tech department, especially since we're Gen Zers or, you know. So my question was, 2023, what is the most used social media app? Hmm, between two for me. Snapchat and TikTok? Yeah. Are we and, talking worldwide or US? Um, Worldwide. I think probably worldwide. Check yeah, and this is like, uh, and this is the most Yeah. You, we're talking worldwide. See, and now I'm wondering if like they want us to think it's TikTok or Snapchat, but worldwide it's actually like Facebook. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. TikTok is um, owned by Japan, if I'm or by what China? Korean, China. I think. Oh, is it? Okay. No, I thought it was Chinese. Maybe. Okay. Want to go TikTok? I'll go TikTok. Let's go TikTok. So the correct answer was Facebook with man, we talked you, ourselves you out of yeah, two point nine so million users. Talked Stop. ourselves out of two answers every month. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one though. Okay. Last one. We got right. we, the, the part I, I love having Mr. Matthews in today because he's coming in with the multimedia use. So yep, he's gonna give you a sound here and you have yep. to tell us what it means. Yep. If okay. you heard this sound in the late nineties, early two thousands, what were you doing? See, I've heard this before, but like, I don't know where. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, God. Um, the late 90s? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While you guys are thinking early, early 2000s. Is it, is it, is it like even... some sort of arcade machine? Like arcade no, game? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> I think it's, it's more like a computer, bro. Like, think about a computer. Like, it sounds like. While you guys are thinking, I'm going to do a quick plug here for Scholastic Bowl. Mm-hmm. This is essentially trivia, what we're doing right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I should have mentioned Bowl. that. Yep. Join I should have mentioned that. You're a perfect guest for that reason also. The assistant Scholastic Bowl coach is in here as well. So I don't even know what that's about. But um, in regards to the noise, um, is it like your software going out or something? Sounds like... Maybe you're like trying to get on the internet. I don't know. I don't What's your final answer? Um, five. It's like your TV. Four, three, two. We're gonna go your with TV um, channel went out. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, that's the best answer. TV I channel went out. Okay, the answer is. You were connecting to the internet. Yep. Oh, I was so there. right. Too. Yep. yep. That was the noise. Oh, my goodness. When you connect. And guess what? That was it, a noise. It was connected to your phone line. And so if somebody was on the phone, you you'd hear get, that. You'd get like a busy signal like, mm. and you couldn't connect to the internet. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> wow. So easy. What a time. All right. Uh, do you have any bonus questions or anything? 
No, but hmm, I kind of want to play a song now. See if you guys know it. Okay, that's fine. All right. While you're doing that, I got one more bonus All right. related to tech too. Go ahead. That I was gonna ask. I think we asked this last year actually when we did something similar. But uh, Sean Parker created this website to allow you to uh, download music for free back in the late 90s. Do you know what it's called? MySpace? No, no. Late no, 90s. I wouldn't know. Download music like to like an iPod or something? No, uh, no, no. To your not computer. computer. Yeah. To your... yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Any guesses? I think I really think it's MySpace because I know you could get free music on MySpace. You're in in the right incorrect area. Napster. 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 Have you ever heard of Napster? I think I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. So he created it in the late '90s, and you could download music for free. And then Mr. Matthews and I would create CD. We would burn burn CDs. CDs. Burn them. Meaning you would you would upload essentially those songs that you downloaded for free onto a CD and you could just it was awesome because you could just make a CD mixed with playlist. whatever songs. This you was this was uh, uh, <laughs> this yeah. was pre Spotify. It was you yep. making your own playlist. Yep. But then uh, bands like uh, Metallica and others sued him for that because they said it was because because at that time they weren't making any money off it. Yeah, because it was. But free. essentially, Spotify stemmed from Napster. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm ready. I have the song that I want to play. See if you guys know it. School appropriate? It is, yeah. I got the clean version on. Oh, come on now. Started from the bottom. <laughs> You're a Drake By fan. Drake. You're a Drake fan? Yeah, I like some of Drake's songs. All right. Okay. We'll end on that. All right, well, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Uh, that's another episode of Podcast, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Thank you for joining us for episode three of season two of the Podcast Podcast. We would like to say thank you to our special guest, Officer Cowley, for taking time to talk to us about school safety. Thanks to our co-hosts, Zion Russell and Ben Jorzak. And as always, a huge shout out to our producers, Evan Patelli and Cooper Franz. Special thanks to Normal West graduate TJ Kelly, who continues to produce our transition music. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, enjoy some music by our very own Normal West grad, T.J. Kelly.